0: Listening to Love A Stranger Podcast, where we chat, chill, and get to know those around us. I'm your host, Shalisa Fua, And if you are wondering where I have been, I have been trying to perfect my audio. And you guys might think that's kind of annoying because I didn't have this figured out before I started my podcast. Or I guess announced it. But here we are. I finally figured it out. I went to Guitar Center here in Utah, and shout out to Ronan. I believe that's his name. (laughs) Um, He helped me figure out this audio, and I had to invest a little bit more. Anyways, I am here. I'm recording, and honestly, I've been pretty discouraged with this whole audio thing. I've been running... From city to city, trying to find the best mics and just practice and stuff with my family. They've been my guinea pigs, and luckily they've been really, really patient with me because I've filmed with my sister, my brother, and my husband, and as much as I wish that I could post those ones... Or put them up on my Love A Stranger podcast. I don't want to because I'm a freaking perfectionist and the audio sounds terrible. Like, when I would laugh, it would completely cut out. My gain was... I mean, I'm learning a lot about audio, so I feel like I'm so cool just saying the terminology. But the gain was totally out of whack. It would, like, completely go silent when I would laugh or if I had talked loud or anything like that, it was just absolutely terrible, so... I figured it out, you guys, and I hope it sounds better to you guys as well. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. I don't like to half-ass things. I put my heart and soul into the things that I do, and so... when the audio wasn't working, I was telling my husband that, like... I was getting really discouraged and almost didn't even want to do this podcast anymore. And he snapped me right back out of it because I've had so much passion to start this thing and I have been non-stop talking about it for a few months. So thank you. Shout out to my husband for getting my head out of my ass. Another thing too is I've been having like such bad imposter syndrome. There's been a lot of people starting their own podcasts and I I just feel like I start these kinds of things when everybody starts, and it's really discouraging to me. I kind of let my self-worth diminish a little bit. I just think like, geez, there's so many people starting a podcast. At the end of the day, the best thing I can do is just be myself and be real and hope for the best. So for this episode, I kind of wanted to dig deeper into my story. Let's start with my childhood. I am the middle child, and I have two siblings, a younger brother, and an older sister. I have lovely parents. My mom and I are super close, and my dad and I were a little bit distant, but um, that's because he was an alcoholic as I was growing up. I was introduced to that kind of stuff really early on in life, Not like I participated in drinking, but I was just around it on my dad's side of the family very often. I had a really special childhood. We grew up in Rose Park, Glendale area. If you're from Utah, um, we lived right by the Beast Stadium. As a kid, I feel like I was pretty shy. I just didn't want to be a burden to anybody. I was very chill. I loved school. I loved learning. And... As a family, we would go over to my grandparents' house pretty often, so I got really close with my grandparents and my cousins as well. We would always hang out with my cousins. My grandma would actually watch all of us and we'd just jump on her trampoline with the sprinklers under and my grandma on my mom's side had like chickens and horses and this is gonna sound crazy, but she had a llama. (laughs) And we had, she had like this really beautiful home with a nice big backyard. So I feel like that part of my childhood was so special. I remember collecting eggs um, with my grandpa and feeding the llama, making sure the llama was good. And we actually lived with my grandma on my mom's side quite a bit in my life. We would move to a home or an apartment And then move back into my grandma's house. And that happened quite a bit throughout my lifetime. So I'm really close to my grandma. And on my dad's side as well, we would always go over there after school. And she would make us some pasta for a nice after school snack. We would have spaghetti. We called it white spaghetti and cheese. But it was really just noodles, butter, and Parmesan cheese. And we lived for it. I remember dancing a lot as a kid, like, kind of putting on these fun performances for my grandparents, and they would just laugh, and we would always go on the roof of my grandparents' house and watch the fireworks at the B Stadium for the 4th of July. Gosh, it was so special, and I love that part of my childhood. We ended up moving um, away from that area, and over towards like west jordan area and skipping to elementary school i feel like just trying to figure myself out i kind of dealt with like my body dysmorphia a little bit in elementary school um there was one time my grandma she's very chilean so both of my grandparents are chilean on my mom's side and they're very straightforward with how they feel about things. Like, there was one time I, we were about to go swimming and she straight up told me that I was fat. I took that so hard and <laughs> I stopped eating chocolate. I stopped eating, like, sweets. I was looking at the back of cereal boxes. You guys, this was in elementary school. Like, I cannot believe that's when my body problems started. Anyways, this is getting really deep, but I'm, I hope you guys get to know me better. Anyways, skipping to junior high, I did not like junior high. (laughs) Junior high was really tough for me. I went to Benyon junior high, which if you know about Benyon, I feel like it's like home of the bullies for real, like. I did not feel like I belonged and I did have quite a few friends, but I feel like it was all just like a social battle of like who can look the best, who can have the most friends. Junior high is just a very interesting place where we're all trying to get to know ourselves and figure out our identities, what we like, what we don't like. And then going into high school, I finally like made really good friends and High school was a dream. I played basketball and soccer, and I feel like through playing sports, I made some really good friends and had an outlet to just be myself. I did really good in school. I feel like I always loved learning, and I just wanted to do my best all the time. Straight out of high school, I just wanted to immediately go to college and have that college experience, and the, my boyfriend at the time was going on a mission, and so I decided to go to Utah State. I went into college not having an idea what to study, but I just wanted to go to college and like live on my own, experience everything. I went to Utah State University. And I stayed in this dorm. It's called the LLC. And you have like 10 roommates. It was so much fun. I loved college so much. I chose um my degree in psychology. I feel like I met some really good like lifelong friends there. And I did have my boyfriend still when I went to college. And he was on a mission, on an LDS mission and he was in Taiwan. And so if you don't know what an LDS mission is, I didn't really either because I didn't grow up LDS, but um, we couldn't talk to each other. The only form of communication that we had was writing letters to one another. So I would write letters to him in college and later on in my college career, we decided to break up because it was just too hard. And I did date around quite a bit in college really cool guys, really weird guys. I was trying to figure out what I liked and didn't like, but every single person that I dated, I just kept having my ex pop up in my mind and just think of like the ways they were like him and weren't like him. I just kept comparing all of them to him and it just was not fair to anybody. So I found out that all of our high school friends were coming back from their missions and He was coming back too, and he was, he had a homecoming, which homecoming is when they talk in front of the church and they talk about their mission a little bit, what they learned and stuff. They come home after two years of being in a whole different country. My ex was coming back from Taiwan, and my friend at the time was like, you should come with me, we're going to his homecoming Like, his whole family will be there. Just see, like, how you feel about it. And at that point, I was so nervous. I was not planning on going. And because, like, I had felt like we just weren't gonna work out, you know? We hadn't talked for, like, months. So they convinced me to go, and I was so nervous. I was so, so nervous. And I saw him standing up at the podium, and I was like, gosh dang, I really do like this guy still. Like, my feelings are still there, and I was so shocked. We started to talk more after that and got engaged and then got married. (laughs) He's my husband and he's seriously my best friend. I've known him since junior high and we were kind of dating in and out of high school, college, and he just was my person. And together we have two kids. I have a daughter. She's three years old. Her name is Nora and she is a spunky, spicy, wild child. I mean, as all toddlers are. And having her was so beautiful because I had a miscarriage right before uh, getting pregnant with her. I honestly was not expecting to get pregnant with her. We weren't like being safe or anything. And we were so ready to have kids at the time. So when we had the miscarriage, it really shook us. And after having my miscarriage and then getting pregnant with her i just had so much anxiety i felt like i was going to lose my pregnancy again the second time and and some of you know having a child in 2020 was so hard like going from 0 to 1 child is hard in itself just that life adjustment but having a child in 2020 was like insane <laughs> On top of that, I had a C-section and postpartum depression and anxiety, and that part of my life was so hard. But we got through it. We love her so much, and she's seriously my best friend. I don't know what I would do without her. I seriously just love the girl so much. And right when she turned one, you know, I finally felt like I was done with my postpartum depression I felt like I was myself again felt so happy and I was done breastfeeding and everything like everything was great and then back to my dad as you know my dad was still an alcoholic my parents got divorced when I was 15 forgot to mention that but my parents got divorced when I was 15 years old and my dad never really recovered from that he was still an alcoholic He was living with his mom and just was still trying to find his place in the world. I was still pretty close to him. I would call him quite often and try to take him out often, just be as close to him as he'd let me. My relationship with my dad is kind of complicated because my whole life I just wanted him to stop his drinking. That's the reason why my parents got divorced. And I just knew it wasn't good for him. And I don't know, I just always felt like his life was important for some reason. My dad and I actually had this weird bet going that whoever passes away first has to tell the other what happens in the next life. We always had that bet. We would always remind each other of that bet. And in October of 2021, my daughter turned one years old. My dad had told me that he was gonna be there at her birthday party and he didn't end up showing up. That is very like him, he would make promises and not keep them. I was pretty upset with him and had a conversation with him like a couple days after her birthday and he was just like, are you mad at me? And I was like, yeah, I'm mad at you <laughs> like you told me you were gonna come to her birthday and I didn't see you, like I want my daughter to be close to her grandpa or at least know him. And so he like apologized and stuff. And I was still trying to just, I don't know, figure out my relationship, my adult relationship with my dad. On October 16th, 2021, it was a Saturday. I am a photographer. I had a wedding booked that day. And um, we went to the temple ceiling, which is an LDS thing. They get sealed in the temple that was at 11 a.m. and after the ceiling I got a call from my sister and my sister says hey dad got in a really bad accident and he's at the hospital right now we're not sure how bad it is and I just want you to know like they said it's pretty bad. We just don't really know like what happened. Like if he was in a car accident, like if a car hit him, I have no idea. So I got that news and I was kind of just like in my head like, oh, he should be okay. But this is very, very worrisome. (laughs) We just didn't have much information. I go on through my day. Um, It's like noon at this time. I keep getting phone calls. I got a phone call from my Aunt Stacy, I got a phone call from my brother. We're all just keeping each other in the loop. And finally I get a call from the hospital and the nurse says, hey, your dad was critically injured. He has a very bad injury to his spinal column and his brainstem and we just don't think that he's gonna make it. It's very, very bad and we would like all of his children and his immediate family to come. We just had my brother, who was living in Logan at the time, drive down. My sister was all the way in a whole nother city trying to pick up her children uh, from a play date. Made it to the hospital as soon as she could. My mom came, which was a very special moment because, you know, my parents were divorced. And although they were divorced, they still loved each other. They had such a Connection still, and so having my mom in the room too was really special. My dad's mom, my grandma, was there in the room, and his sister as well. We were trying to get a hold of his other sister, my aunt, and she just was not answering. Which I feel like was a blessing in disguise because she had lost her her son in a car accident just a few years before that, and I feel like my dad's condition would have been really really hard for her to see. Anyways, I walked into the room. I'm sorry if I get emotional. I haven't really like talked about this. It's kind of strange just being like in an empty room by myself talking about it, but I walked in the room and my dad was connected to machines, lifeless. He was, he had a heartbeat, you know, from the monitors and stuff but right when I walked in the room I could just tell that he was gone um what had happened was he he was crossing a crosswalk um at the time of like 7 a.m that morning and a car a work truck actually I guess didn't see him and it hit him They believed that he had passed on impact, which I'm hoping that he did um, so that he didn't feel any pain. But I walked in and I just looked at him. He was very bruised and trigger warning. Sorry. Um, Like I could just tell that he wasn't there. And I was just, I just said, my poor dad, I'm so sorry. And I just held his hand for as long as I could, and family member after family member came piling in, and we would just help support each other, and my dad hated doctors. (laughs) He hated going to the hospital. He hated medicine, like, anything like that, so this condition that he was in was so hard to see, like, he would have just been so uncomfortable, especially with everyone seeing him like that. I... Just remember the doctor coming in once all of us were there. Or the nurse came in and she was like, we don't think he's going to come back from this, but this is a decision that you guys will have to make. Um, We do have a meeting room where you guys can discuss it further. And we went into the meeting room. We all discussed, we all were asking questions to the doctor and stuff, like how likely he would be to come back from this. Um, they hadn't seen any life any sign of life from him since he had gotten hit and they really were just advising to just pull the plugs and you know my heart was telling me even though that's a freaking hard decision to make as his family there was something in my heart just saying like this is his time and we all went into the room and they kind of did like a countdown And they pulled the plugs and his heartbeat immediately stopped. And the room was quiet. The room was silent. And it was cold. And he was gone. And my whole life I had thought, you know, like alcohol would take his life. But it's been a couple years now. I... I think it's something that will be hard for me every single day because even though I don't really have regrets of, like, not having certain conversations with him, like, I always spoke my mind to him. And it's just that, like, constant realization that he won't be able to see my, my kids grow or even myself, you know. Ugh, let me get composure real quick. Hold on. Okay, here I am back. Okay, so, moving on from that part of my life, um after he my dad's passing, I remembered, oh yeah, like my dad's gonna come to me in spirit form or like in my dream or something to tell me about what the afterlife is like or what's gonna happen next, like we had that bet. I wouldn't say I'm a religious person. Because I don't have a religion, but I am spiritual. I do believe in a higher power and an afterlife. And um, I just don't really know what what that looks like. Or I haven't really learned much about that in my life. And it's always been intriguing to me. But I was getting a little bit sad that I haven't gotten answers from him. Or that he wasn't keeping his promise again. (laughs) And so... There was one day, I was doing my hair, and my daughter was crawling around. I opened my phone for her, and she was just like playing with it. It was a good distraction for her while I got ready. And then she went down for a nap. After she had gone down for a nap, I sat there on the couch and I opened up my phone, and it was on this website, which I've never seen or been on before. It was called biblia.com. And I was like, what the heck? What was my daughter looking at? And I was just like, wait, this is a scripture, like from the Bible. It, biblia.com is a Bible, Bible verses. Anyways, it was on this verse. I read, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of men imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Right when I read that, I just started bawling and I was just like in shock because I felt like... That was the answer to our bet. That verse is 1 Corinthians 2, 2. I don't really know how to read it correctly, but it's 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 2 in Wisdom from the Spirit. I want to get that scripture like tattooed on me because it means so much to me. It was perfectly said, even very simple, just like my dad. I will hold that part of my life very closely, and I'm still trying to figure out what my relationship with God is and trying to understand that part of my life more, my, my spiritual side, I guess, but continuing on, I found out in 2022 that I was pregnant with my son. My pregnancy was super amazing, and I was just so excited to have a son and a daughter, like best of both worlds, right? Our son's name is John Arthur, after my dad and my husband's dad. And um, it's he's just such a special soul. Like, my pregnancy was amazing, and then I ended up getting coleostasis, which is such a weird thing. My feet were itchy. Everywhere was itchy, and they had to induce me at 38 weeks. I ended up getting a C-section, and that recovery was hell the second time around is worse than the first, I will say. Um, and that transition from having one to two kids was horrendous. (laughs) Like, I wish I could say that it was better, but I have recovered from that adjustment, and having two kids is seriously the best. We only plan on having two kids, and I seriously love being a mom. It's such a challenge and a blessing, and... I know people say that all the time, but it really is. Like, some days are really good, some moments are really bad and challenging, but I seriously believe that being a mom has been my calling. And something that's been awesome, too, is, like, I guess, be a mom, a wife, and a business owner all in one, and now I'm starting a podcast I think it's just been so fun to like get to know myself better as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner and try to figure out like what the season of my life will look like. I, we often go up in the mountains with the family and hang out with our family. We have a pretty big family on both sides. Um, My husband and I have never loved each other more we are seriously just the best of friends and laugh together and we have such an awesome support system where we have their aunties and uncles or grandparents watch them where while we get to go on dates and continue having that bond with each other with my business too I've been doing photography for eight years now and I love it so much. I do weddings most of the time. Like I said in the first podcast, I do weddings and getting close to my clients and stuff has been so much fun. I've met so many amazing friends through photography and I love that creative outlet love being a working mom. I love love being able to show my kids that I can be a mom and also work like managing those two. I also love to play pickleball with my family. We've been on like this pickleball kick lately. This part of my life has been so special and I feel like this is like the perfect time for me to start a podcast even though I am super busy. I'm hoping to get out at least two podcasts every month, hopefully more. I am really such an open book. I love when uh, people can also be an open book with me. So that's why this podcast to me is super exciting. I do have this game. It's called We're Not Really Strangers. If you don't know that game, it's very on brand with this podcast, but it's pretty much just a question game to get to know you better. So I'm just going to pull a couple of them at random. Okay, so the first question that I chose was, what is the most unexplainable thing that has ever happened to you? Well, besides my dad sending me that biblia.com verse, or what is it even called on a Bible verse? This is how you know that I am not a religious person. (laughs) Like I did not grow up religious at all. My mom always told me that love is our religion. Um, the most unexplainable thing that has ever happened to you. Okay, I saw a UFO. My mom's sister, and I would go to the Twilight Marathons when the Twilight movie was super, super in. <clears throat> it was those marathons where it would play one after the other. The first one, the second one. I think it was New Moon that we saw. And we were on our way home, it was like 4 a.m. in the morning or like 2 a.m. And there were there was nobody on the road, we were on Redwood Road. And we were just stopped at a stoplight and there was this super, super bright light in the sky right in front of our car. Obviously not like right in front, but like in the sky, you know? It was just very, very bright and noticeable. And I was like, what is that? Look, is that a star? And we were all just staring at it, and it was, like, kind of moving. And I was like, that cannot be a star, that's, like, an airplane. And my sister was like, it's way too big to be an airplane, what is that thing? And we were all just trying to figure out what it was. Anyways, it started, like, like, dropping down slowly, slowly, very smoothly, too. And then all of a sudden, it just shot up in the sky, like, unfathomably fast shot up in the sky and disappeared. And we were all like, oh my gosh, what the heck? That was an, that was a UFO. We were freaking out. And yeah, that was very, very unexplainable. If you have seen a UFO or have something unexplainable that has happened to you, I would love to hear about it. Send it to me through a DM in the love a podcast or love a podcast, love a stranger pod Instagram. I would love to hear your unexplainable story. I just chose another one. Okay. If you could get to know someone in your life on a deeper level, who would it be and why? Honestly, I'm going to choose a different one because I feel like I know a lot of my people on a deep level. Who is your celebrity crush? My celebrity crush is... has always been Zac Efron, but now he looks like strong Squidward. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He's very handsome still, but not really my type. My celebrity crush is Theo James. He is on Divergent and he's also on the newer series called Lotus. He's very, very attractive. Who else do I have a crush on? Channing Tatum is pretty attractive. My all-time ever crush is my husband, Jaron Afua. He's so freaking sexy. How many speeding tickets do you think I've gotten in my life? I'm a speed demon, you guys. I am surprised I haven't had more speeding tickets in my life, but I'm pretty sure I've had like three speeding tickets in my life. And actually, fairly recently, I got pulled over for speeding and I was on my way to a photo shoot because I was running a little bit late. The guy pulled me over and gave me a warning and I tried to give him a high five and he kind of looked at me like, what are you doing? I'm a police officer. (laughs) I was just really happy that he didn't give me a speeding ticket. Although I haven't had a speeding ticket, I'm going to have a guest on. Her name is Kate and we can tell you the story about how we got criminal trespassing charges. What has been your happiest memory this past year? Ooh, okay, I'm going to end on this one on a happy note. In February, we always go on vacation because it's our anniversary, but also it's freaking cold here in Utah, and it's just nice to get out of Utah to enjoy better weather. Anyways, we went to Oregon, which I know what you're thinking. You're like, you went to Oregon for better weather? Like, what the hell are you thinking? And it was the best, happiest memory this past year because I had my son in December. I was fairly, fairly new post newly postpartum and not getting enough sleep and just that postpartum phase, that newborn phase, is not my favorite. I just, I'm somebody who needs their sleep at least six hours. And if I don't get six hours, I'm just not all there like I feel like I'm floating through life and I I feel like that after having a baby I feel like I just float through life and just going on a vacation the thought of it sounded super stressful but just going on was so so refreshing to know that we can continue on like traveling and Living our best lives with two children. My son slept through the whole flight. He was sleeping so much better on that vacation for some reason. And it was so, so cute to see my daughters, like, play on the beach. And we saw... That was our first time in Oregon. We just explored the whole Pacific Northwest. And we stayed near Oceanside. Um, Anyways, it was just the best time ever. And... Although it was cold, like we stayed in the coolest Airbnb that had like a projector. It was a dome and we didn't really have like set plans. We just were just planning on exploring, going to Cannon Beach. And we have a video up on YouTube and I'll put that in as a link in the description of this episode, but if you want to go watch it, you totally can. It seriously brought me it like pulled me out of the deepest parts of postpartum depression and I came home after that vacation feeling so much better. So that was the happiest memory this past year. And of course just seeing my kids grow and my my marriage with my husband just flourish. This year has just been so awesome. Anyways, Son is about to wake up from his nap, so I'm going to end this podcast episode here. Thank you so much for listening and getting to know me better. I do have quite a few interviews lined up right now, so now that I have my whole mic situation handled, I feel so much more confident continuing on with this podcast. So thanks again for listening, and... I hope something good happens to you today. Bye.